Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Excited to be here. With that being said, you know I'm, I'm beyond excited to, to continue as the coach of the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 4.7 seconds. Gibson's got to get it in. Does Wiggins drives across midcourt. Andrew lets it fly at the buzzer for the win. All right, let's talk everyone's favorite topic of conversation, which is Timberwolves basketball. That's what we do here, of course, on The Howl. And that's what we do here on uh, Nothing But Net Channel on Dash Radio. Not specifically Wolves, of course, but that's what we talk about here. It's a little tough being a Timberwolves fan right now. I think we can all agree. There have been some tough games, and I think that's fair. I, I think there are real issues to discuss when it comes to the makeup of this team rotations there's lots of topics to discuss and we're going to get into those but we're going to kind of break down uh, the different games we've had this week kind of go over the likes dislikes just kind of uh let's say uh summarize uh the different games so uh, the games we're looking at would be uh games five through eight of the season i mean it's ugly no one's saying it's not six straight losses but let's kind of get into how those games went and not necessarily the positives and negatives but more of a a play-by-play, so to speak, kind of like we've been doing on the most recent episodes. Uh, things I've seen, uh, things I've liked, disliked, that sort of thing. So looking at game number five, uh, D'Lo right away makes a bad decision uh, leading to a turnover. Now, I get that the system is maybe not ideal for him. That's been one of the knocks uh, so far. But to me, that does not excuse just doing stupid things. He's not, a, he's not a stupid player, right? He's a high IQ player. He's supposed to be a smart player. And I'm sorry, but for anyone that's played basketball, just because you, let's say you have four teammates that maybe don't fit what you want to do, right? Or maybe they don't fit the way you play basketball well. Does that mean you're just going to throw the ball out of bounds or just throw it to the other team? You're just going to, like, what, not try? You're not going to make smart decisions? I don't care who the other four guys I'm playing basketball with, whether I fit with their schemes or not, whether... They're good players, bad players. There's no reason why I should make bad decisions. And that's where I look at D'Lo at this stage. Now, again, we'll get into his improved play, of course. But just when you're watching this, uh, there were some slow starts. 11-5 to for the Wiz to start. Uh, Beasley and the Wolves, he's far, by far the best player in this game at this point. 
Uh, but it's a low bar for sure. He does end up scoring the first seven points for the Wolves. So nice start for Beasley in that Wizards game. Now, Dave and Jim mentioned 6% of D'Lo's shots are at the rim, and he's got to be more aggressive, and I think that's very true. Ultimately, we likely need some concessions from both D'Lo and Ryan if we have any hope of fighting the, uh, of riding this ship. That's the way I look at it. Let's play to D'Lo's strengths more, but again, D'Lo has to be smarter, and then we're going to be able to start these games off. To me, we're going to be able to start these games off a little better because D'Lo's the guy that's got to step up when you're missing Cat, when you're missing Josh Okogie. Uh Interesting thing, and this has been a, a common problem we've seen. Beasley on uh, Rui Hashimura uh, proves to be an obvious mistake, and time and time again, things like this have happened on the year. We do switches, and we we get hit for them. Guys aren't bringing help defense from the opposite side. Sometimes when guys do bring help, what it sets up is open guys on that side, and other guys don't rotate. We just don't seem to have the defensive IQ to make the smart decisions. And to me, some of it is very much common sense, right? You see... One of the guys move. You see another guy dropping down to be wide open. you got to drop down and cover that guy. Little things like that. Am I going to leave a guy wide open for a layup, or am I going to leave someone wide open for a three-point shot? To me, you got to leave someone wide open for that three-point shot if you have to. Now, granted, good defense, you're not going to be just leaving guys wide open all the time, although the Wolves do that right now. So one thing to watch for. Uh, the Jarrett Culver redemption tour, again, seems to have broken down on early just does not look good in this game. Uh, more so, he almost looks invisible. We've talked about that previously with guys like Wancho or um, at times uh, other players. And to me, he he's either invisible or when he does show up, it's something negative. So watching him in this Wizards game, it's just very unfortunate. Nas Reed, by the way, has a nice stretch, a score on a nice post move, a block, and then another score again. Now I'll say this, I don't care that people disagree with me. I'm a Nas fan. Now, a lot of people say that they're a fan of Nas Reed, but to me, he's better than most people give him credit for. And just like that, the Wolves are able to close the gap down 21-15. to 15. Bradley Beal dominating, and the Wolves could really use a Kogi right now. Just no one is able to step up and play defense and stop Bradley Beal. I'm not saying that a Kogi could stop him, but could he slow him down? Could he play better defense than we're seeing? Absolutely. A consistent problem for the Wolves on defense has been losing sight of opposing players. If we corrected that one simple thing, I think it would make a world of difference. Don't ball watch. Don't ball watch. Understand where your player is and where the ball is. Sometimes it's as simple as just being between the, your man and the basket. Sometimes it's literally that simple. But guys just are lost on that end. And it's so incredibly frustrating and something has to change. Another game and another D'Lo followed on the shot behind the three-point line, and they call it on the floor. D'Lo has had a number of plays where he chucks up shots after contact and no whistle. He has to adjust to refs not giving him calls, and so far, it hasn't happened on the year. I, I just You can't assume you're going to get foul calls, especially on the Wolves. Historically, we just do not get good officiating. An 8-0 run puts the Wiz up 12 with under a minute to go in the first, and it's 37-25 after one. Wancho hits an early three in the second and already scored inside. If the Wolves can find the Wancho from last year, I'm watching this game saying to myself, that's a game changer. And that this is the game where I really felt like we started to see flashes. A lack of defensive IQ is so obvious with this team. A specific play, Edwards closed out, takes a bad angle, and then gives the player a wide open drive. Edwards can physically easily make plays like that but he isn't there yet iq wise but i think he's going to be really good eventually that was kind of the thing i talked about on my show robin hoop when i discussed 
of the NBA draft, specifically in terms of Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards had struggles on defense when he was in college, and he was very open about those struggles. And a lot of it was effort, and we're, we're already seeing. He's putting the effort in. It's just a matter of uh, finding out and kind of understanding where to be, understanding movement, understanding your body, footwork. There's lots of things that go into being a good defender, and he's uh, slowly but surely figuring those things out, if you ask me. Now, I will say this. I think me and Ed Davis have something in common. We both, know, we both don't know what he is doing on the court. I, Ed Davis has been awful. I mean, he legitimately has been a bad player. And what's frustrating to me is I think I'm not alone in this. A lot of people expected him to make an impact positively when he came here, and it, it just hasn't happened. He has been bad. And, and to me it's frustrating because we had a guy that different, different roles, I guess. I mean, I think in our system you probably could have used him. But RHJ, to me, would have made a much more positive impact than Ed Davis has. It's, it's very frustrating. I understand people talk about the, the, the locker room aspects of Ed Davis, right? Like if he's not going to play, he still helps out. But, I mean, we're not seeing that, right? Um, it, what, are players really happy in practice? I mean, they can't be happy on game day. I mean, I don't think anyone's happy watching this. I don't think anyone's happy being a part of this. So that's what's frustrating to me. Um, somehow, the Wolves are the only people in the world not aware that Bertrand is a really good shooter. Leaving this guy wide open. What is happening that this is – it's so frustrating to watch. Uh, J-Mac, one of the few players who looks like the player from last year. Uh, you wondered how he would come back. But cons- but right now, constantly making positive plays uh, when he comes into the game. So it's good to have J-Mac back. Jake Lehman definitely looks the best he has all year. Drives in, gets the and one, much more confident so far. But can that translate to jumpers too? On the season, when Jake Lehman shoots, you know it's not going in. Uh, Wolves on a 9-2 run, getting it back to single digits, 48-39 to with 5 to go in the half. Jared Culver, though, continues to struggle as he misses a wide-open layup, then throws the ball away in transition. So many players have disappeared uh, once Towns went down. It's a confidence thing, too, because a lot of these guys are being put into a position to succeed. People love to blame Ryan Saunders, but so many times we're missing wide-open shots, whether it's threes, whether it's layups. Um, we've seen some guys miss wide-open dunks. I mean, there's no excuse for this. Just because Towns goes down doesn't mean the rest of you need to lose all of your confidence. It's going to be more difficult. We get that. But you just to, to just be like nothing, just to fall flat, I just think it's ridiculous. A layman, though, confidently shoots and hits a three, and the Wolves now down just five points, 51-46. to 46. This is the Jake Lehman in this game that a lot of people expected to get. This is the guy we got last year, earlier in the season before his injury. Where's that guy going? Where has he gone? We need to get that guy back. A great block by Nas and a transition three from D'Lo, and it's 53-49. Wolves within four, two and a half to go in the first half. Culver, though, of course, struggling on defense, just cannot guard Beal at all. Again, we say it, Kogi sorely missed. So far, Wolves plus 10 with Lehman and minus 16 without him in the game. Pretty crazy, but sometimes one player can make that big of an impact. Uh, so far, I've been impressed with Nas in this game. Uh, now he cuts in, gets a great pass from D'Lo, and he scores, and he gets the and one. D'Lo cans the wide open three, and just like that, it's a three-point game. Nas scores the end of the half. 60-57 to 57 is the score. We were down 16, and now it's just three, and we have all this momentum going into the locker room. Second half starts with a bang for the Wizards. <laughs> 9-0 run, and just like that, all that confidence you thought, all that momentum you thought the team had, just out the door. 
Uh, Jared Culver already with four fouls. So many reasons not to like his performance in this game against the Wizards. Beasley drives in, Euro steps, and a great floater as he continues to be our best player early in the season. Refs, though, continue to be awful. No flagrant check on Beal for the layman drive. It's so frustrating when stuff like this happens. And Jim Pete was right on top of this, saying, how are we not even looking at this? How are we not? And that's the thing. My problem with flagrant fouls is that there just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason for what is. It's very similar to, I think, the same thing when it looks when I look at the NCAA, the transfers for players, right? You just it, To me, it seems completely random whether or not they're going to say, this guy can or this guy can't. Flagrant fouls seem the same way. You'll see, you'll see a play that looks like it's clearly a flagrant, and they don't even look at it. And then you'll see a play that's like a nothing play, and they're like, we better look at that. And then sometimes they even give the guy a flagrant, and you're like, wait a minute, what about this one? What about this play over here where there was all that contact? To me, there's just no rhyme or reason, and it's so frustrating. Uh, Rubio dribbles, gets body checked, puts up a shot. Not only is it not a shooting foul, but they call no foul at all. 840 in the third, Wolves down nine. If you have seen the box score, the Wolves get blown out in this quarter constantly. But so far, they've only been outscored by six points. Now they're looking at the Nas. Nas and uh, uh Neto play for a flagrant. And I'm watching this saying, you just can't make it up. You're going to look at this one, which was a nothing play. And earlier, where to me it was actually a flagrant. We don't even look at it. It's so frustrating. And this is my problem. Nas, though, four fouls now. And to me, this feels like a turning point where it could all go wrong. Uh, There's eight minutes to go in the third, down just 11. You have all this foul trouble. Lots of momentum going the way of the Wizards. With six and a half to go, and still uh, only outscored by eight. 77-66 is the score. Ricky Edwards, Beasley, Lehman, and Davis in the game right now. Hashimura runs over Ricky, and somehow it's a foul on Ricky. I'm not sure how that happens. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, both uh, Jim and Dave very, very surprised by the call. Lehman then misses a wide-open three, and just like that, Another, we add that to the list, right? Wide open threes have been such a huge problem. And to me, we've got to miss more wide open threes than any team. And that's an issue. And I will say this, we definitely miss more layups than anyone else. There's no way another team misses more than that. With 3.55 to go, the Wolves are now down 92-66. to 66. I mean, think about that. Think about how big of a change that was. And it comes out of nowhere. I mean, it's a stretch of time where you go down 28 points. That's what has been a huge issue for the Wolves this year, is time and time again, we have these stretches of basketball. In this game, in this game, it wasn't even four minutes, and we're getting outscored by massive amounts. And, and at that point, you know, like, you know the game's over. You know it's over. And after three quarters, 100-71. to 71. I'll add this. Beasley continues to impress down the stretch. Uh, Vanley finally gets in, gets a nice steal, and scores the and-one fast break. Got to get this guy more minutes, right? You're sitting here in, in this game. I know people have said it earlier than that, and I, I get it. He needs to come in, but you watch him in this Wizards game, and, and he's doing positive things. We need more players that can do that. I will say he struggled initially in this game with a bad turbo and some lazy defense, but he needs minutes. Uh, ba- Ben's mentioned the deck is stacked against Ryan as he lost 40 percent of his starters think about that 40 percent of your starters go out and and argue you could argue they're the two most important starters not to take anything away from D'Lo but Towns is your best player Okogi is your best defender I wish more Wolves fans understood this 
but it doesn't matter how many times I have this conversation with people. Uh, there's always someone else that jumps into my mentions to tell me how bad they, how much they want Ryan gone, how bad he is, how he needs to be fired. Back-to-back threes for Edwards. And just like that, the Wolves are back within 32. How about that? This was an ugly game, to say the least. And that's all. I think it's time to not talk about this one anymore. We uh, we struggled. Uh, plain and simple, we struggled in this game. And we move on. And, and you look at it and you say, all right, can this team take a step in the right direction? That's what you're hoping for. Um, after a game like this, you're saying to yourselves, all right, and think about this too. At this point, you know, we played five games. Two with Towns, two without. The three games with Towns were bad, and there's no, there's no way, there's no way to say that they weren't. And so you're saying to yourself when you're watching these games, let's take a step in that right direction. As we jump in to game number six, defense non-existent to start this game, leaving the Nuggets wide open from deep. Keep in mind this is the first of two back-to-back Wolves games with the Nuggets, one home, one away, and you're going to see stuff like this throughout the year because of coronavirus and the way they're setting up the schedule. Davis scores the first four for the Wolves. The starting lineup changed as Davis and Wancho are now starting. D'Lo, two quick fouls, and this game is starting poorly, but Ryan is challenging, and he wins the challenge. Uh, Odd that they can't review, though, who knocks it out, as it was clearly off Denver. So it's not a foul. Denver knocks it out of bounds. And they instead, I think they end up doing a jump ball is, is the way that works out. And I, to me, that's just very goofy. Ed Davis misses a basically wide-open layup. And early on, it's tough to say that Davis looks any better than he has in previous games. So just because he's starting doesn't mean he's magically good. 15-6 to lead early as the Nuggets 3-4 of from 3. D'Lo, though, hits a nice 3 off a screen. He has been missing wide-open shots this year, so it's good to see him uh, see one go down early on. Been a few questionable calls so far in this game, but unfortunately, you do only get one challenge. This has been something we've seen. This is a bad trend, but I think uh, so far on the year, I've not been impressed with the uh, NBA officiating. Bad thing about uh, the Stars, we talked about Davis. How about Wancho? He's done literally nothing on the court. To me, he's just invisible. And I will say, it's funny, just as I say that, misses a bad shot. Wancho's trying to get that footing. He's got a lot of things going against him. You know, we talk about the things going against Ryan. How about the things going against Wancho? There's, there's real issues there. He wasn't able to participate in the NBA bubble. He had some visa issues. Um, he was doing the, the movie shooting as well. There's just been a lot of things where he wasn't able to uh, get here early enough. It's going to take some time. The Wolves have on the floor Rubio Beasley, Culver Wancho, and Reed. And they have a great possession on defense. That should have been a 24-second violation, yet refs say it hit the rim. And the Wolves are forced to keep defending despite the fact that it never hit the rim, and it was an air ball. <laughs> uh, but the Wolves are able to eventually get a stop. Those are the types of possessions we need to see. So Beasley, Rubio, Culver, Wancho, and Reed, for whatever reason, on that possession and some others in this game, you definitely saw some really solid defending. Beasley, again, by far the most impressive. Uh, this is for a second time in a row. Midway through one, Jokic gets what I thought was his second foul, but they say it's his first. Now, I didn't go back and look at this, but I definitely think earlier on they gave the foul that he committed to somebody else. Because to me, again, this, this should have been a foul trouble for him. Wancho drives and dunks, and you say to yourself, can this get him or the team going? Sometimes that's all it takes, just some sort of an electric play, a highlight play, and all of a sudden uh, things start to kind of look up. Jokic then gets what I think is his third foul, but it is for sure his second, at least at this point, and he does end up getting pulled. 
Uh, Nas Reed is in, and he's doing it all on both ends. Blocks, assists. I'm telling you, I love this guy. He's one of my favorite players on the Wolves when he's playing well. You know, you don't always get consistent play from him, but so far this year, I've been I've been pretty pleased up until this point uh, in this game. Wolves down just five, twenty to fifteen. Three to go, and the Wolves down three after Beasley hits a three, and just like that, you feel all that momentum coming to the Wolves' side. Edwards with the highlight play, driving and dunking. Millsap has no chance. Edwards though misses the three to tie it, but it sure seems like no D'Lo makes us look better in this game. And the plus-minus on the year completely agrees. When D'Lo's in the game, now take away those two cat games. But D'Lo really has not been helping us. And it's very clear he needs to step up. 29-28 is the score after one. Wolves on a 19-9 run. How about this stat? Edwards gets an early assist in the second, and that's four already on the game. So for a guy that you look at to arguably be a scorer, it's great to see him adding that aspect. And how about this? Rubio scores, and finally the Wolves able to take the lead 32-31. to Too much passing on one possession makes me laugh. Uh, Ant passes up multiple open threes, and then in the end he hits a very deep three. So it's just one of those goofy things where Ant is still learning his role on this team, and it's going to take some time. As we talked about earlier, the officials continue to be bad to start the second, and Jim Pete is absolutely pissed off, like literally yelling during this telecast at the officials. I don't know how players do it. I, you know, I, as someone that's coached before, obviously I've played. It's it's so difficult, and so you're talking about it at the professional level. Now it's your job. It's it's got to be so tough not to get upset and not to to yell about stuff like this. But you have to hold it in because otherwise it's going to be a technical. It's going to be a problem. Uh, Delo comes in by the way and immediately turns the ball over. So you're just asking for him to step up, and so far he has not been able to do that. A three on one, and somehow Culver turns it over. So literally a three-on-one fast break, and Culver throws it to the other team. I mean, that's that's been his season in a nutshell recently. Ed Davis and Lehman continue to unimpress. You were hoping after that Wizards game, maybe Jake Lehman could continue some success, and it just hasn't happened. Just like that, the Wolves are down 12, 51-39. Murray now up to 24 points after he hits a three. Russell's starting to take it a little further inside now, which at this point I'll take any bit of positivity from him and from his game. We've been talking about trying to get him to go inside more. It's good to see it, at least here at this point. Beasley hits a three, and now he has 12 points, and he has five of five from the field. So the Beasley revenge game is alive and well. Jokic fouled number three with 241 to go in the second. If you're going to come back from this game, losing your best, helping, having them lose their best player is definitely a step in that right direction. And ooh, Culver just misses a poster dunk, but he does draw the foul. His first free throw shot honestly made me cringe. You watch it, and you're like, what is that? Where did this, we talked about the improved shooting, and then I watched him shoot this free throw, I'm just like, nope, it's not there. Uh, very frustrating to see. I'll say this, in that first half, D'Lo was awful. But surprisingly, despite all the issues we've talked about, 55-48 is the score at halftime. So you're still in this game. D'Lo gets to a good start in the second half, seven early points, and he should have gotten an and one, but the ref didn't want to give Jokic his fourth. But there it was. Should have been a foul. Should have been his fourth foul. They're trying to keep Jokic in this game. It's very frustrating to see, but it's been very obvious. Now, I've liked, for the most part, Wancho's minutes. Uh, he's getting back to where we need him, but still isn't hitting threes. But to me, I think that's going to come. It's just one of those things that's going to take a little time. 
57-59. to The Wolves are back within two with 10 minutes to go. Credit the Wolves as they refuse to go away or let Denver pull away. Uh, you love seeing that fight. You don't always get that in this season, but at this point, you're watching this game saying, all right, we're, we're fighting, we're trying to stay in this, we're trying to find a way to get things done. D'Lo just rips it away from Jokic, and in transition, hits the three. Wolves are on a 10-0 run, and now up 73-71. to Just like that, we flip the script. D'Lo is the player we wanted him to be, right? He just, all of a sudden, whatever changed in that second, going into the second half, and he looks good. Lots to like about his game. Reed sadly gets his fourth foul and has to sit Davis back in, and he just does nothing for me. I watch these games, and it's so frustrating because what does Davis bring to the table? To me, it's it's just nothing positive. Now, while I don't fully believe in Culver, uh, at least at this point, he has looked much better in the second half of this game, and we need him to be good if we're going to be competitive, especially when Okogie's out. If, If Josh is out, we need Culver to step up, and it's been the exact opposite. It's very similar to what we talk about with D'Lo and Towns. Uh, Jake Lehman cut and score. Where has that been? That's one of the things that we talked about with Jake Lehman. He was going to be a cutter. He was going to be able to score in, in ways such as that. And it just has not happened. Like what, is, like, what is the issue there? And that's something I think we have to find a way to unlock. Or he just doesn't need to play anymore. If it's going to be a consistent issue, he's not going to be able to you know, pull off the strengths that we need from him, then he doesn't need to play. D'Lo here in the third is the player we thought we had. And I'll say this, better late than never, right? You're still in this game. He's stepping up, and that's good to see. Ed Davis gets his fourth foul, and you know what? I was wrong. He's good at something. He's good at fouling. Uh, Jake Lane behind the back to Beasley for three. Wolves up 84-83, 30 seconds to go in the third, and the Wolves take that lead into the fourth. Lehman scores to push the lead to three. We can add him uh, to the list of guys finally showing up with their true selves. This is the Jake Lehman that we really wanted to see. But just like that, a 17-0 run has the Nuggets rolling again. They just do not miss threes. Meanwhile, Wolves can't hit a thing. But also, way too many Rubio jumpers for my liking. I don't know what the deal is there. If there's one guy that you want to maybe be a little more dominant and take more of the shots, it's not Ricky. It'll never be Ricky. That's not his game. The thing that Ricky needs to do is set other guys up, play good defense, and take smart shots, make good decisions. And we're not seeing that here. And... 7.21 to go in the fourth, and this one definitely feels over. There's always a point, it seems like, in the games that we lose where I say to myself, that's the spot. Like, that right there is where I knew the game was over. And and on this season, at least, I have not been wrong yet once. And that's sad. You shouldn't just know, like, oh, yep, well, I know we're not winning this one. But it happens. That's how this team has played. Beasley drives, though, trying to get the lead to just 10. Clearly fouled, and again, no call on Jokic. Uh, So frustrating. And, of course, on the other end, guess what happens? Wolves get called for a foul. Now, in 540, the Wolves, or sorry, the Nuggets went on a 20-2 scoring run. And, honestly, very similar to what we talked about with the Wizards last game. And you see these small, terrible stretches. And if they don't fix them, this is going to continue to be the storyline every single game. Culver misses two more free throws. And I say it again, the redemption calls were premature. Jarrett Culver is not this improved player we thought he was. There's just no confidence there. And it's so frustrating because you saw some really good flashes in those first two games, and it's all gone. And just like that, the Wolves are now down 18 after another three, and just like that, it's a blowout. So another game, another Wolves game where you say to yourself, man, there was some promise at times. We started to see some good things at times. And again, 
you had this stretch of basketball. It's not even a long stretch where the team just looks awful. Very frustrating. Definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Now we move on to the next Nuggets game. It's a, you know, you're looking for steps in the right direction. I definitely felt this game was at times. The Wolves seem like they're playing nervous to start this game. Uh, the first possession, deal with a turnover. And even after that, a lot of the players just kind of seem on edge. I think mentally, the way we're losing games starts to drain on guys. And I get that. It hurts, and, it, and it's one of those things where, you know, time and time again. But how about this? How about being a Wolves fan? How about being a Wolves fan, you know, for, for all these years? You don't think it's... You don't think it hits us. You don't think it hits us. Uh, you, you guys have played, at this point, six games of the season, right? I mean, try being a Wolves fan for your whole life. Believe me. So let's let's right this ship. Let's find a way to mentally still stay engaged. These are the things we need to see. While no one seems to agree with me, I'm going to say this. Wancho continued his improved play with two early threes in this game. People love to throw Wancho under the bus. I think Wancho is exactly what I thought this Tim Rolls team would be. They had a lot of problems coming into the season, uh, you know, based on the pandemic, based on how the offseason went. Little things that we needed uh, in the offseason, you know, didn't happen. It's not a regular offseason due to the pandemic. Things were going to take time. And the way Wancho's offseason went, I thought his game, getting it back to where it needed to be, was going to take time. So, uh, to me, that's what we're seeing here. 12-10, Nuggets up early, and they have already shot six free throws. So, we had problems with the referees in the last game. I say to myself, is that going to happen again? Now, I'm not saying the refereeing was bad in this game. I'm just saying early on, Wolves are definitely fouling. Now, I don't know what Malik Beasley is doing, uh, but he's out there, and, and honestly, he's playing out of sorts. He turns it over, leading to another Nuggets score, and just like that, Nuggets are up 19-10. to 10. So the, the, the great Malik Beasley, we had seen the, the, the rest of the season. He had been one of those guys stepping up, and in this game, so far, not happening. Culver starting off meh at best in this one. And again, he has not been the same since Towns left. Something's got to flip, uh, or you know what? He's going to lose those minutes. When a Kogi comes back, Jared Culver's going to be in some trouble if a Kogi continues to play. Because here's the thing. People like to rip a Kogi, but he's definitely improved on the offensive end. He's less out of control, and he still is a great defender. What exactly is Jared Culver's calling card at this point? I honestly don't know what it is, because the Jared Culver we saw early in the season... He has completely vanished. Adilo with another bad start just cannot hit shots, and we all know he can't defend, so what does that tell you? That's not, that's not going to give you a whole lot you can use him for. We need him to step up in another game here where we just haven't seen it early on. Nas comes in, and what does he do? Immediately a dumb foul. Nas Reed, another guy that just doesn't seem like the same player he was earlier in the year. I like Nas Reed a lot, but he's got to be smart. We talked about this last year where Nasri would get called for a lot of bad fouls. Not him fouling bad, but him getting called for things that I didn't think were fouls. Like good defense, and the ref just doesn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Not this year. This year, he's legitimately making stupid plays on defense. He's making dumb fouls, and he's got to be smarter. We need to find a way to get him to understand the things that he seemed to understand before. He was one of those guys that I thought was very good at the concept of elbows to ears, getting your hands up, you know, not moving into the defender, making smart decisions. We have not seen that. Now, here's a question. How can there be a jump ball called when the Nuggets player is standing out of bounds? So if, if I'm holding the ball and you're standing out of bounds and you're grabbing at it, how exactly is it uh, a jump ball? You're out of bounds. But yet, that's exactly what happened. Wancho, though, with a steal, Beasley misses in transition, but Wancho hits the putback. Now with 10 of the team's 15 points, but we are down 13. 
Wolves look completely out of sorts on both ends. Even players that have looked good do not look good at all. Uh, Nas now two fouls, and he's hardly even been in the game. And just like that, he has to sit. Five turnovers already on the Wolves. They are now down 31-18. to 18. Not the start you're looking for against the Nuggets. Wolves get a jump ball. They create a travel on defense. Neither are called, and Denver instead gets a foul and a score. It's so frustrating. The bad officiating we saw in the first Denver game, just as bad in this game. It's so frustrating. And as a Wolves fan, think about this. You're the Timberwolves. You have all these things going against you, plus bad officiating. It's I just You can't win. It's just so frustrating to watch. And as a Wolves fan, you're frustrated. But as a Wolves player, it has to be just maddening. 30 seconds to go, and the Wolves bench scores its first points. That's right. The first points the bench has scored in the whole entire first quarter, and it's two free throws. 34-22 to 22 is the score after one, and honestly, it feels like we're lucky to be down just 12 because it was really an ugly, ugly quarter. Earlier in the second, D'Lo misses a wide-open three, then shortly after, Ricky misses a wide-open layup. Don't tell me Ryan is to blame. We talk about he doesn't have a system. People say he doesn't have a system. He doesn't have an offense. To be fair, I don't care what he's doing on offense. If guys are missing wide-open shots, he's done what he needs to do. You're a coach. Your goal was to get good looks on offense, right? We're getting good looks. We're not making them. It's so incredibly frustrating. And to blame Ryan is absolutely maddening. Reed, again, a foul machine already with three earlier in the second. Uh, But we do get to see Vandy come in early, which is nice. A Vandy sighting is always appreciated. I think all Wolves fans are in agreement. We need to see more of him. The Nuggets now biggest lead of the game, 45-29. to And as we said before, it has just been all bad. Vandy, though, with an offensive board that hits a cutting Edwards for a huge dunk. And again, we talk about this. Is this going to give us some momentum? Is this going to fire some guys up? Because so far in this game, for the most part, we have looked lifeless. Wancho, though, hits another three. He has been arguably our best player tonight. Although, as I watch, I figure no one is going to give him credit. He's one of those guys that if he plays badly, everyone shouts him out. If he plays good, crickets. And that's very frustrating to me. Uh, Vandy, though, can't be bothered to box out Jokic on a free throw, and he scores easy. Uh, I'll say this. So far, I'm not impressed with Vandy. Although he has, as, as I say that, he gets a nice alley-oop, and he seems to get under a Jokic skin a little bit. He gets a steal, assist to Beasley, and just like that, the Wolves are down 11. Vandy did that. Vanderbilt has come in, and he energizes. He, he's very similar to Josh Okogie. He's that energizer bunny, a guy that's going to come in, give you solid minutes because he's putting out that effort. You can't say that from a lot of guys on the Wolves. A lot of guys on the Wolves are just going through the motions. Dilo then hits the three from Wancho, and it's a 14-6 run. Wolves down just 10. Wancho gets the steal, and then the corner three. It's a Wancho revenge game. He now has 16 points. He is absolutely on fire in this game. Jokic gets a T, plus a funny thing about his putback. So there's a free throw. Uh, I think it was Jamal Murray shot the free throw, missed it. Jokic does the putback, and the official scorers gave uh, gave the points to the free throw shooter. They didn't say that Jokic made it. And that my understanding, I don't think this ever got fixed, which I'm fine with because considering how bad the refing was in this game, I, I have no issues with something going against the Nuggets at this point. After that, Wancho hits a three, and the Wolves are now down just five. He is five of six from three with 19 points. A four-point play then as Delo scores just as Vandy gets tripped. Delo makes the free throw, and we move on. Team looking very, very good, and we have lots of momentum. My question, more Jokic fouls? Uh, this has been an odd game. There's just a, There was a stretch of weird play, and I learned something that I was not aware of. So 
At one point, Jokic got a, a hanging on the rim technical, and that does not count as a real technical, apparently, because it's, I don't know, it's not detrimental to the game or something. I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting thing, but uh, there are different types of technicals. This is not something that I was aware of. So you learn something new every day. We learned that from Jim Pete, actually, who uh, shouted that out during the broadcast. Uh, Badillo scores again, and it's 59-58. Wolves down just one with two to go in half number one. Wancho doing it all, gets a block, then D'Lo to the line, makes both, and the Wolves have the lead. How about this? Vanderbilt is a plus 15 so far for the Wolves, who are on a 9-0 run and now up two points. Uh, the run ends 11-0, but Wancho did score his 21st point. 65-62, the Wolves are up at the half. Definitely one of the best quarters of basketball we've played all season. Can we take that and bring that into something in the second half is what you're asking yourself at that point. Uh, Wancho still on fire to start the third. Drives, fouled, and won, but unfortunately misses the free throw. That's one thing with Wancho. I really want him to find a way to be better at the free throw line from last year. Last year, he was abysmal. And, and so far early in this year, we're definitely seeing he has not improved. Uh, Wolves hit their eighth three with D'Lo hitting it to push the lead to six and then to eight, and the Nuggets call a timeout. Wolves with all that momentum. And just as I'm pondering Culver, he drives for the highlight dunk, and I say to myself, wow, that was impressive. We need more plays like that from Jarrett Culver. What's frustrating is Beasley not really showing up when he had previously been our best player. How good could this team be if we had consistency from players? So you have all these other guys stepping up. If Beasley just continued that solid play we had before, what would this game be like? And we're time and time again, we see that. We just don't get consistency from players. Every single game, there, it seems like there's a listing of three, four guys that just do not show up. And it is absolutely maddening. Ed Davis with a really dumb foul. We talk about Nas Reed doing this, but Ed Davis does it a lot as well. Uh, and I'll say this, I can't wait till we don't have to watch him anymore. Uh, then some great defense just after that. An absolute garbage call uh, gets him his fourth. And it just pisses you off, but gets you more Vandy minutes. So in that regard, we're going to say thanks. We're, we're okay with you getting some bad calls, refs. It's going to give us players that have played better than the guys we're actually seeing. And then Jokic clearly fouls. No call. I just can't stand NBA officials early on in this season. Previous seasons, I, I get it. I've been on the officials a lot. That's one of my things. I, I do. I get frustrated with bad officiating. I just don't think their jobs, not that their jobs aren't hard, but it's, it's frustrating to me because they miss really obvious calls. Like like refs will be standing right next to a guy. And, it, and to me, that just that's maddening. Beasley now up to a quiet 13. Uh, to me, this came out of nowhere. I'm watching this saying, man, where, Malik Beasley's done nothing. And all of a sudden, he's got this quiet 13 points, and you're saying to yourself, "What?" I mean, that, that's pretty good, right? I mean, Malik Beasley's starting to show up. We'll take that. Uh, but then a shocker, Culver with an air ball three, and you just say to yourself and you shake your head, what happened? As Jim Pete says, Edwards is cooking after a three and then a nice drive. Edwards comes in and he, brings, he generally brings us good minutes, and we're hoping that that continues. Uh, Wancho takes a seat. Lehman comes in. And I'll say this, when a Kogi is healthy, I just don't need to see Jake Lehman anymore. And to be fair, I don't really want to see Jake Lehman right now. If Jake Lehman's ever going to play, like, let's say, the small ball four, don't do it. Just bring in Vanderbilt. Let's just bring in Vanderbilt. Let's not bring in Jake Lehman. I just don't need to watch him anymore. I'm just frustrated. He had that stretch in the Wizards game where he looked good. But before that and after that, it's been nothing but trouble. And so I just don't need to see that anymore. For the second time in this game, Wolves are, well, let's just call it what it is, lazy. Allow a rebound on a missed free throw, and then Lehman fouls. Just makes you angry. 
And then Lehman turns it over. And just like that, the Nuggets tied up at 87, basically single-handedly. Uh, I think you can blame Jake Lehman for that run. D'Lo scores, and speaking of quiet, he now has 25 points and 9 assists. And it, to me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Not that he was playing a bad game. I thought he was playing very well, but I did not think he was playing that well. I, I mean, like it just didn't, it just didn't, wasn't something that I noticed. And out of the timeout, Lehman says, not tonight, guys. I will not be the reason we lost. As he plays some great defense, and then five straight points, including a dunk and a deep three, and just like that, the Wolves are back up six. Finally, D'Lo gets the three-point shot foul call, but Denver challenges it. It's clear as day to me, and, sh- and no joke, they overturn it. It's so frustrating. You watch this game, and, and, and they were talking about this during the telecast, and Dave and Jim kind of said, did he kind of grab his hand? Well, so they show a replay, and what happens is the guy puts his hand on D'Lo's side. D'Lo comes to bring his hand in, and what is going to happen when you bring your hand in? You're going to hit the other guy's hand. He's being fouled on the shot. It's 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 for sure a foul. I've watched that replay numerous times. It's a foul. And yet they go to the replay, and they somehow say, yep, that's enough to overturn it. It's so frustrating. And that, I mean, that to me, stuff like that is an absolute game changer because instead of being a three-point play and you get three foul shots, it's just Denver ball because they changed it to not only not a foul on Denver, they called it a foul on D'Lo. Absolutely ridiculous. That is a garbage call. Uh, the Wolves, though, on fire. Uh, to start the fourth, they now have their biggest lead of the game at seven. But of course, the Wolves play no defense and a 7-0 run by the Nuggets. Just like that, the Nuggets are right there. Uh, I will say, been impressed with Minnesota's gang rebounding in this game. There were a number of plays where you look and there's you know a bunch of Wolves jerseys under the hoop making sure we get that board. I like that. If we're going to win games, we've got to rebound the basketball better than we have. Without Towns, other guys have to step up. Beasley, though, airball three and it's interesting because we talked about all of a sudden he had that you know quiet 13 points, but overall you really feel like he just has not had a good game. To me, he struggles, and the Wolves look lost all of a sudden. And I say to myself, we got to get Vandy back in. And D'Lo, ASAP, I don't want to see Reed anymore. I don't want to see Beasley. And now I've had this conversation with a number of people. People wanted to rip Ryan Saunders, like just just tear him to shreds for this little section of play. And he said, I can't believe, I can't believe they brought Nas Reed in. Well, here's the deal. So... The way it worked was in the third quarter, we pulled uh, Ed Davis at around the six-minute mark. Okay, um, And after that, it wasn't Nas Reed. It was Vanderbilt that was in. Vanderbilt was getting minutes. And then right at the end of the third quarter, we brought in Nas Reed for like 40 seconds. And then he started the second. And, and actually, he, in the time that he played there, and then to start the fourth quarter, we looked good. Like there was a good stretch of basketball there, right? And then... We end up pulling Nasri because it, it kind of gets out of hand. And like I said, it really seemed like uh, we, lo- we lost um, whatever we were playing well with. It just seemed like uh, we kind of lost it all of a sudden. And, I, and, and here's the thing. Nasri had only played a five-minute stretch total there, including the third and the fourth quarters. In the game, he only played ten minutes. So here's what you're doing if you're Ryan Saunders. End of the third, into the fourth, all right? Half of the quarter was Ed Davis, right? Nasri hasn't played, which I get. I understand that people can say to themselves, all right, this is an issue because Nasri hasn't played. Nasri hasn't played. He's going to be, he's going to come in and he's not going to have it. But I look at it this way. Ed Davis has been bad all year. Nasri has been mostly good, but he struggled a bit in the game before and then in this game here. If you're Ryan, you're playing the percentages. You're saying, you know what? Nasri has been the better player. Let's give him a shot. It didn't work out. But again, he only played 10 total minutes the whole game. So let's not sit here and just say, all right, that's why we lost. 
Like, we, we played bad in the first quarter. Really, really bad. Now, granted, in this specific game, and if I was the coach, would I have put in Ed Davis or Nas Reed? I'll, I probably would have put in Ed Davis. But I understand the reasoning for going with Nas Reed in this situation. I get it. I, I do. But if you're gonna if you're gonna nitpick, sure, you can maybe do that. But it was such a small stretch, and it wasn't like it was all like just Nasri playing bad basketball. So uh, just one of those things that I just it just gets frustrating for me. Um, but a number of players have been bad tonight. Reed, Beasley, uh, two of the players that were on the top of that list, and all of a sudden the Nuggets are up five and have all of the momentum. The other guy that we had to that list of struggling players is Ricky Rubio. On this season, Ricky Rubio has not been good. I was probably happier than maybe anybody when we traded for Ricky Rubio, but he is not, it's just not there. You know, one thing that was talked about actually on one of the recent games, they talked about Ricky Rubio had COVID, something I was not aware of. Now, I don't know if he had symptoms. I don't know any of that information, but Dave Benz, uh, you know, he just kind of uh, supposed, he said, is that an issue? Did he have, did he have some symptoms? Are there some lingering side effects? Because that's a real thing. Those are questions I definitely have, but something's not right about Rubio. And, and he was actually interviewed recently, and he said the same thing. He said, I have to play better. And he's not wrong. We do need him to be better. Just like that, though, 15 to nothing Nuggets run. And, you know, again, we talk about feeling knowing when this game is over. And with seven minutes to go, the Nuggets are up eight. And I said to myself, that's it. This game's over. Uh, stupid shots, stupid turnovers, bad fouls, no defense. Literally, there is nothing to like at this point when you're watching this game against the Nuggets. Uh, Vandy and Wancho are playing hard. I'm just not sure what everyone else is doing. No team basketball, and then Wancho gets a dumb foul, and it's it's definitely over at that point. An awful stat, the Wolves have been outscored 62-35 to in the fourth in these two Nuggets games. That's not a typo. I did not say that wrong. 62-35. to That's a problem. Vandy hits two free throws, which, given he was 1-for-5 in the game, is huge. Wolves are down 110 to 115, but that is as close as they get. They end up losing this one, 123 to 116. All right, moving on to the final week, or I guess the final game of this week that we're touching on this episode, and that is the uh, game seven uh, that the Wolves recently just uh, played. Uh, So starting off, D'Lo, five quick points in this one, and the good thing here is that we have not seen that. Him starting off strong is something we have not been getting a lot of in these games. He's been taking a little bit of time, whether it's the second half, whether it's the second quarter, or later in the first quarter. It just hasn't seemed to come right away, so it's good to see. Uh, include, or I guess continuing the trends that we've been seeing, a number of questionable calls early in this game. Wolves, though, looking good on both ends, rebounding well, and they are up 12-6. to six. Uh, I want to stress this. Early on here in this first quarter, I thought they did some really nice things on the defensive end. We have not seen good defense. They are the worst defensive team, I believe, by pretty much any metric in the league. And so it was nice to see, uh, even if it was a small sample, it was nice to see that this group could defend. D'Lo already up to nine points early in this one, four of four from the field. A good back and forth, but two straight Beasley threes puts the Wolves up 20-16 to 16 with four to go. Uh, Malik Beasley has been really bad lately. I, we talked about that in the other games, and it's good to see him hit a couple shots, especially from deep, and hopefully that gets him some confidence going into this game. Uh, Wolves using D'Lo and Rubio together here for a stretch, and so far it's working as the Wolves still up three under two to go. Now the funny thing is, I'm in a group chat, a Wolves group chat, and they are consistently talking about how they do not want to see Rubio and D'Lo together. But before this recent stretch, a ton of people were calling for more minutes for those two together. 
So it's I, to me, it seems like fans just can't decide what they want. And yet, despite that fact, they expect Ryan Saunders to make every single decision that they want right when they want it. I, I don't know. It, the whole thing is weird to me. So moving on, the Wolves passing well early, six assists already, and 29-28 is your score after one quarter. A 10-0 run, and the Wolves started to go down big uh, to start that second quarter, unfortunately. And it's one of those things where it really got ugly quickly, and that's kind of been the trend we've seen with a lot of these games. Way too much ISO and single pass ball. Uh, the ball movement is completely gone. It's like all of a sudden, there's no ball movement, turnovers leading to easy transition scores for Blazers, and I'll say this, Edwards playing very sloppy early on. At times, he's a little too aggressive, which kind of flies in the face of what he talked about, saying that the Wolves don't need him to be a scorer right now, necessarily. They don't need him to be the guy, and yet it seemed like at times he was trying to be that guy. And I'm not faulting him at all. He wants to step up because think about this. Look at that Georgia team, right? They were bad. How about this Wolves team? Right now, they're bad. I mean, they're bad. And so uh, to me, that's a, a, a nice thing to see. He's trying to step up. So moving on, still no Vandy at this stage. And I will say that kind of bugs me. Nas foul trouble does end up bringing him in. But to me, it shouldn't take that to see him. I just don't need to see Lehman play. Lehman's been bad. He has. We've talked about this. Let's just move on. And maybe down the road, he can have another chance. But Vandy's playing well. Statistically, one of the best players on the team. Let's keep it going. Wolves now down 10. I will say this. Rubio, again, not impressive. I see effort issues now showing up on defense for the team. Guys aren't all showing that hustle that you want. Right now, the group that's in is Rubio, Beasley, Lehman, Vandy, and Edwards, and it's not working. Vandy, by the way, looks awesome so far. Love the energy as he gets a steal, hits Beasley in transition, who misses an easy layup, and then the Blazers hit a transition three. Nothing is going right for the Wolves at this stage. Vandy misses a wide-open dunk, if that tells you how this game is going. It's so, so early, but this is the stage here. In the second quarter where I already hit that feeling where I said, this one's over. Edwards takes a foolish drive, unfortunately, gets a turnover and a Rocco three. And wow, you thought that the 10-point lead was quick. We're down 18 at this point in the game. No one can hit shots. Wancho missing open looks. And now another missed layup, this time by Culver. Wolves getting good looks but can't hit a thing. Again, really going to blame Ryan for this. These guys are not performing. They're not getting the job done, and that is on the players. D'Lo, though, hits another three, and honestly, him and Vandy feel like the only positive players so far in this game. Three threes as the Wolves get back within 13, but the defense is beyond bad. Uh, Someone is not understanding their role as Nurkic is getting wide-open looks every single time, and Ryan talked about this after the game. He he was very specific. He said, this is what I want the team to do and they're not doing it whatsoever. So they've taught the players uh, the proper technique or you know where they need to be on the floor, the spots, and they're not doing it. To me, there's two things that are going on. Either the players don't understand uh, what exactly they're supposed to do or they're forgetting. I mean, there's, there's, just, there's some sort of a disconnect there, and they have to figure that out. We have to get better on that end. As Jim Pete says, Beasley is just trying to do too much. And I'll add right now, just he sucks. He does. He's hurting us, and it has been a, num- a number of games in a row now. He needs to find his role, or he's going to get replaced. We have other players that are that are deserving. Anthony Edwards is playing well. If Beasley doesn't step up, he's going to move to a sixth-man role sooner than later, and Edwards is going to take over that spot. Avandi did a lot of nice things, but the issue you run into with him is he's so weak and he gets beat a lot on defense. There just are 
areas where he needs to get better, but none of that matters. He needs to play. He needs to play because he puts that effort in. Uh, he's very much like Josh Okogie. He's got that energy, and he brings it every single point of the game. It's from you know When we're watching him, you never question his effort, which is good to see. Uh, Nurkic takes a terrible shot, gets the roll of a lifetime. Wolves playing bad, but also have all the bad luck, and Blazers all the good so far in this one. Lillard hits about a half-court shot, it feels like, and now the Wolves are down 19, 75-56 at the half. Moving on to the second half, Wancho, another addition to the party. He looks solid to me, not only scoring, but rebounding, and the Wolves, of course, bringing no defense whatsoever. Just like that, the Wolves are down 24 points, as it is all bad. Nine to go in the, in the, th- second, or sorry, in the third quarter. Uh, make it 30 as the Wolves look lost on both ends, and they are not valuing the basketball at all. Uh, games like this, it, to me, it's all about young guys' minutes. Edwards doing some nice things so far with 10 points, and Vandy has been a lot of fun to watch. Wolves do go on a bit of a run, and you love seeing Vandy get dunks from the pick and roll, and Edwards being aggressive and getting to the line. Those are two positives you can definitely take from this game. An 11-2 run, the Wolves down 23 now, but as the story goes, Lillard hits a deep three, his sixth, and then another for seven. And just like that, the Blazers push their lead once again. Now we do get some Jay Mick minutes. Don't let that be confused for Jay Mack. Uh, but it's fun to watch. Jay Mick is a very cool prospect. I think we got him. I think he's a steal where we got him at 28. I do. I think his ceiling is as high as it is, and there's a lot to like about what he's going to bring to the table. Edwards then hits another three. He's now three of eight from three and up to 19 points so far in this one. I will say this. I like Beasley being in with these other players towards this garbage time because he needs to get back on track. And just like that, Jaden drives in, dishes to Beasley, who makes a three. We move on to a Jalen Noel sighting, which is cool to see. First time this year as he is healthy. And a 13-2 run here for Wolves in garbage time. How about including Vandy now with 10 rebounds as he has been super active all over, and that includes the glass. Nas getting some quality minutes that can maybe get him some confidence because he has been playing bad on both ends. Scores and Wolves down just 18 all of a sudden when they were once down over 30. Edwards now with his first 20-point game, 22 after a dunk, and the Wolves down 16. Edwards with an absolute monster dunk. Wow, what a highlight. And if you haven't seen this, just look up Anthony Edwards. It is all over Twitter. Rubio, it's nice to see active on defense, four steals, but he gets called for an immediate double dribble, and that has been this year so far for him. Just seems like anytime he starts to get a little momentum, something happens. Edwards, though, pushes in transition, scores, and is fouled, misses the free throw, but just like that, he finishes the game with a season high and with a career high, I guess, since he's a rookie, 26 points. McDaniels with a nice drive and kick to Nas, who hits the three, and then he also hits his very own three. A good-looking form. There's a lot to like, and there's a lot for him to build on going forward. Final score in this one, though, 135-117, to 117. and you can definitely say that despite the fact that we lost by 18, the game was not as close as the score says. Some good news could be on the horizon for our Timberwolves, though, as you're hearing reports as of uh, just yesterday that Carl Anthony Towns has been upgraded. He is trying to get back on the court. He sees how much his team is struggling, and he wants to change that. He wants to come back despite the fact that uh, he is still hurt. Now, for anyone that isn't aware of this, my understanding of this injury is that it's going to be pain management for him to come back. So it's not a big risk or anything that he's going to re-injure it because that was not how it got hurt. So 
I don't know, something really uh, to watch for going forward, and uh, we'll see what kind of happens from there. But if he's if they're talking about him being questionable, maybe we're going to see him in tonight's game. I think it's it's very very much a possibility to me. The Wolves fans, we're going through a lot right now. And if you're the Timberwolves, you probably don't want to leak that he's questionable unless you really think there's a chance he's going to play. I saw Dane Moore posted this, but he said, the last thing that the Wolves should be doing right now is having Carl Towns be questionable for a week. That's just not going to help the fan base. There's a That's a real concern. So they talk about here, uh, Darren Wolfson says, he can handle the pain tolerance. Ready is subjective. Guys play at less than 100% plenty. So... Something to watch for, and hopefully we're going to get him in this game. And then we'll come back at you um, hopefully soon with uh, more content here on the Howl. Go over some of the games, and then uh, maybe take some look at some Sims. Uh, much more ahead as the season continues. You've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. Remember, you can find us on Dash Radio, the Nothing But Net channel. If you miss us on there, you can definitely tune in and listen in podcast form. We are found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podient, Spotify, anywhere else that you Tonight, listen to you your podcast. Until next time, in the let me get a howl. We'll watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. said, you know, I'm, I'm beyond excited to, to continue as the coach of, the head coach of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 4.7 seconds, Kinsley's got to get